Well, hey, everyone. Welcome again to our podcast, Made for More. That's right. You were made for more. And this week, I want to speak to you about something that a lot of people often ignore, and that is change. It's an ugly word for a lot of people, but I really want to delve into this thing and speak to you specifically about how to navigate change. You know, there's an old uh, popular saying that says, one thing that never changes is that things always change. And you know, while change is constant, it's also increasing at a really exponential pace today. The director of engineering at Google, Ray Kurzweil, once said, we won't experience 100 years of progress in the 21st century. It will be more like 20,000 years of progress. To sustain long-term success, I'm telling you, individuals and organizations alike must become adept at navigating through change. But unfortunately, most of us and most organizations, most leaders, they resist it. Yet every great beginning was marked by great change. And now here's a fact. Change happens whether it's resisted or not. And when you have an opportunity, maybe you could try this quick exercise. Hold on to something, anything, with both hands. Now, Try to reach for something else while still gripping the original object with both your hands. And you know what? You can't do it. By holding on tightly to one thing with both hands, it's physically impossible to reach and grasp for the next thing. What am I really saying? I'm saying sometimes we got to let go to be able to get to the next thing. Even though dealing with change can be difficult, not dealing with it can be fatal. Change is like going on an expedition. It can be a trudge or it can be a hike. You can take it all in and enjoy the view or you can focus on the faults. That's your choice. That's, that's my choice. That's the choice of anyone. So because change is a process and not just an event, here are eight lessons I've learned during my life process about encountering change, some by resisting it, some by jumping into it with two feet. And listen, I'm going to make them quick. I'm not going to make this long drawn out. So here's the first lesson. Be positive. Attitude is everything. One of the first steps is staying calm. Positive. While change can be unsettling, there's often a silver lining. Being able to see a potential benefit from the change can be the difference between thriving versus being overwhelmed. You know, fear can create a lot of negative energy, and that's not what we're looking for. You need to be experiencing and embracing and enjoying all the positive energy you can. So it's important to look at the positive aspects of any change coming your way. Approach change with a positive outlook. Change is usually about progress, Most times, the beginning stages of the change can be a very painful one, but that's why I teach about increasing your capacity for pain. Why? Because any change is going to bring with it some pain, but if you can deal with that, you can step into a world that maybe is a whole lot better than where you're at today. It sometimes involves letting go of things we've grown very comfortable with. 
Keep in mind that although it may seem difficult in the beginning, it's up to you to make it better. And in organizational changes, it's critical that the change leader does their part to do everything as well so they can make things go as smoothly as possible for all involved. So number one, be positive. Number two, be aware. Be aware of what? Of your relationship to change, knowing how you deal with change, what stresses you out about change, what allows you to navigate it most effectively, and what kind of support do you need as you move through the change process. These are all important elements of your being able to embrace change. And let me tell you something again. Let me repeat this. Not all changes are bad. Many of them are very, very good and are going to bring progress into our lives or into our churches or into our organizations, into our companies, into our businesses. It's rarely the circumstances themselves that cause us stress or difficulty. It's our relationship to those circumstances. By altering our relationship to change, we can become much more peaceful and successful in dealing with it. Number three, embrace the change. Change can bring a lot of things, including ideas, people, and opportunities. But when your focus is put on sadness and panic, it's easy to miss the good stuff. Time spent complaining about a change or pining for the good old days is time wasted. It invests energy where there will be no return, rather than nurturing what has potential for your growth. You can't embrace something new if you're trying to hold on to something old. So sometimes it involves letting go of things we've grown very comfortable with. You know, that's the principle I teach about necessary endings. You have to sometimes get rid of something that's on the table in order to make room for something new to be placed on the table. Number four, please be focused. It's important to take some time to be clear on what you want to get out of the change. And if others are involved, understand what they are looking to achieve. Because if you can find a way to align your goals with priorities, it positions you to succeed during the change process. That means making sure you have a vision of the outcome. Visualizing what's to come. Not that it's a bad thing, but visualizing the good and the benefit and the value of it. When you're able to focus, it does wonders for the quality of work you do and how quickly you flow through the change you are faced with. I'm a strong believer that the more you focus, the happier and less stressed you'll be. So why don't people focus more? Because it's so hard to do. They they live in a constant state of fractured focus. I'm encouraging you today. Don't let your focus become fractured. Keep it clear. Keep it in front of you. See the benefit ahead of you. Number five, please just take one step at a time. I'm one of those people who decides to change everything at once, but the problem is that in the midst of change, I've learned I'm not always seeing things clearly, especially if that change comes with grief or other major mood changing emotions. It's not always possible, but because sometimes change creates even more change. So I've found, whether at church, whether at work, whether at home, whether in business or in relationships, doing one major thing at a time is advisable. That doesn't mean you're not doing some other things while you're going through this major change. 
but stay focused on this major thing. And we have an old saying that says this, it's hard by the yard, but it's a cinch by the inch. So don't try and bite off more than you can chew. Every day, just be patient. Go one step at a time and ask yourself this question, are you moving forward every day? Number six, be flexible. You know, many individuals become emotionally invested in the way they've done business in the past, and so therefore they resist change. But if you don't deal with change, it'll deal with you. So it's crucial to develop adaptability. Hear me today. You must be able to adapt. And that includes a willingness to learn, being able to grow from what you learn. Remaining flexible is the key for long-term sustainability. You increase your chances of success when you can let go of old ways of thinking to adopt new ones. Yeah, that's right. Living with the ambiguity of change, even though you don't like it, but being able to see the value in others' perspectives as well. You know, flexibility is often one of the attributes that organizations look for when positioning leaders to oversee any upcoming changes, because why? They can move, they can adjust, they can adapt. And that's a benefit that great leaders have and that they bring to their organizations and even to their families. Listen, number seven, please be organized. Being organized includes taking the time to plan the activities that are important to your well-being and others, and then fitting them into your schedule. Listen, change can be stressful. It can deplete your energy. And taking the time to organize what you need to do can help protect your energy. It can reduce your stress, and it can build your resilience for life and for the family, for your organization, and for your team. Proper planning and goal setting is a key strategy to utilize. It provides vision. It provides motivation. And once you know change is coming, then try to develop as much of a plan as you can ahead of time and then break that plan into smaller, more manageable steps. And finally, number eight, I told you I was going to be quick today. Here's what I want you to know. Be proactive. That means not being reactive. Think about two swimmers in choppy seas. A proactive swimmer in a choppy sea, they anticipate there will be waves and they adapt to the ups and downs. A reactive swimmer, they are painfully surprised by each new wave. And because of that, they're unable to adapt. Why? Due to the lack of information or lack of mental discipline. So always ask yourself this question, what is likely to happen? And then as you answer that question, you need to seek. You ask and you seek. You seek what? You seek tools to the answers, the solutions to what you need. Identify actions you can take to increase the likelihood of your success, even if they seem a bit out of your comfort zone. This could be reaching out to someone you don't know to develop a new connection in another firm or asking for references or even asking someone for support. Being proactive and stretching yourself builds confidence. It builds your confidence, and that's really what you need if you're going to survive, if you're going to make it through changes in your life. Let me just close with this. Change isn't just about me as an individual. It's not just me as a father or, uh, you know, a husband, 
but it's also me as a leader in a church or in a business, wherever we find ourselves, there's always going to be change. What's that old saying again? The one thing that never changes is that things always change. But if we're prepared for it, if we're really, you know, working on our inner self, becoming the best version of ourselves we can be, we will be prepared for changes that face us, that come our way. And so I want to leave you with that today. I want to encourage you to be back with us for our next episode. Listen, I love you. God bless you. Please visit us at patrickandre.com. You can communicate with us through our website. Send us any questions, anything you want to talk about. I'm going to be there for you. So God bless you. See you next time.